0: Being unprepared for something is an awful feeling to have. Whether it be for a a test at school where you thought you were well prepared for it, but when the test was right there in front of you, you then realized you forgot to study some key information that's covered on it. Or whether it be for a, a big presentation at work where when it came time to present, you then realized you forgot the handouts that have important information on them. Whatever the situation might be, When you find yourself unprepared for something, you can feel completely helpless because there's nothing you can do. You needed to have already been prepared when the time came. On our verses for today, Jesus calls his disciples and really all of his believers to be prepared for something far more important than just a test or a big presentation. Jesus calls all of his believers to be prepared for the day of his return. Leading up for verses for today, Jesus' disciples approached him and they pointed out the beauty of the temple building, which was one of the architectural wonders of the world back then. It was expertly crafted with, with white and massive gleaming stones and a golden roof, all to give glory to God. And in response to hearing the disciples enamored with this temple building, well, Jesus had this to say. Not one stone here will be left upon another, which will not be torn down. And upon hearing Jesus say that this beautiful temple building was going to be destroyed, well, it rightly shocked the disciples, who decided to then go and approach Jesus privately, because they wanted to know when the temple was going to be destroyed, and when Jesus would bring about the end of the age. You see, in the disciples' minds, when the temple would be destroyed, they thought the end of the age was going to follow right after. And because they had this misunderstanding, well, it led Jesus into a lengthy discourse where he explained first to his disciples what things were going to be like leading up to the destruction of the temple. And Jesus then explains to his disciples what things are going to be like leading up to the end of the age. And the verses before us this morning it take place during the portion of this discussion where Jesus is telling them about the end of the age. And Jesus makes the point that the day of his return is completely unknown to anyone. So now is the time for one to make sure they are prepared for it. Jesus makes this point by telling his disciples the parable of the ten virgins, where we hear Jesus say to his disciples, The kingdom of heaven will be comparable to ten virgins who took their lamps and went out to meet the bridegroom. Five of them were foolish and five were prudent. For when the foolish took their lamps, they took no oil with them, but the prudent took oil and flask along with their lamps. Jesus sets the scene of his parable with a joyous and festive occasion, a wedding. We do have to point out that we don't really know much about wedding practices back at that time, but as it seems like there was a custom back then where the bridegroom would go and meet the bridesmaids at some point in the evening with a procession following. The bridesmaids would honor the bridegroom with lamps lit aflame and would then joyously make their way through the town as they made their way to the wedding feast. And with this background, well, it helps us to understand the key point That Jesus makes, which really focuses on the point Jesus makes, which is that five of the bridesmaids are considered wise and five are considered foolish. And what really distinguishes these two groups from one another is, as Jesus says, the five wise made sure to bring extra oil along with them, whereas the five foolish only had the oil that was currently in their lamps. And the five five foolish were foolish not only because they failed to bring extra oil, uh, they were also foolish because as we hear, well, the bridegroom took longer than expected to arrive. And instead of using this time to go and to get some extra oil, especially considering the fact that a lot of their oil had already been burned up during this long wait, they, along with the five wise bridesmaids, (laughs) got drowsy, and began to sleep. I mean, the five foolish bridesmaids knew that they played an important role in the upcoming procession. They knew that their lamps were currently running low on oil. They knew all of this. And yet they decided to fall asleep instead of taking the time to go and to make sure they were prepared no matter when the bridegroom would arrive. And their foolishness was put on full display when suddenly at midnight someone shouted that the bridegroom was coming. Then all the virgins got up and trimmed their lamps. And at this point in the parable, it seems like everyone's lamps had gone out because of the long delay. So all ten of the bridesmaids were doing everything they could to prep their lamps for the upcoming procession. But only the five wise had oil to put in their lamps, something which the foolish recognized. So the foolish said to the wise, Give us some of your oil because our lamps are going out. But the wise answered, No, there may not be enough for us and for you. The five wise weren't being selfish by refusing to give the five foolish ones some of their oil. You see, the five wise bridesmaids recognized that the most important thing in this situation was to make sure that the bridegroom was going to be met with the proper honor when he arrived and that he would be met with the proper celebration when he arrived. And if they evenly distributed the oil, well, then everyone's lamps were going to burn out during the procession, which would bring shame on the bridegroom. And so they were going to do anything to make sure that the proper celebration would occur and that they would be able to properly process through the town and give honor to the bridegroom as they made their way to the wedding banquet. Because of this, they told the five foolish to go to those who sell oil and to buy some for yourselves. And that's exactly what they did. They tried to hastily prepare themselves now even though the time for preparation had already passed. And because of that, we hear that while they were away buying oil, the bridegroom came, and those who were ready went in with him to the wedding banquet, and the door was shut. And with the door being shut to the wedding banquet, the five foolish bridesmaids lost their invitation to the wedding banquet. But more than that, we also see that they lost recognition by the bridegroom. Later, the bridesmaids came and said, Lord, Lord, let us in. But he answered, Amen, I tell you, I do not know you. They themselves shamed the bridegroom by failing to be prepared at the proper time. So the bridegroom, in turn, rejects them and their plea to enter the wedding banquet. The parable which started with ten bridesmaids joyously anticipating this wonderful procession ends with five of them rejected and filled with sadness because they felt to be properly prepared at the proper time. And as we look at the earthly details in this parable, well, we see how they all serve to emphasize the one key truth that Jesus was making to his disciples. As we look at the parable, the bridegroom is describing Christ. And the long delay for the bridegroom to arrive, to meet with the bridesmaids, is really talking about how there's that period of time from Jesus' exaltation to the time when Jesus is going to return again in glory. And this is a period of time that we're currently living in. Therefore, the oil in the parable is talking about whatever it takes for someone to remain in the faith During this period of time, whether that be perseverance and courage for one to endure a difficult situation that they're going through, or whether that be the strength for one to pick up their cross and deny themselves, that one who is found with oil in their lamp is one who is found in the faith. The moment the right is talking about the moment that Christ returns. And, glory. and when this day comes, the time for someone to get prepared will have already passed. Because when Jesus returns, he's going to carry out his work of judging, separating believers from unbelievers. And as we see what happens between the foolish and the wise bridesmaids, well, that reveals to us what the result of his judgment is going to be. Those who are found to be prepared with oil in their lamps are going to be brought into the wedding banquet into eternal life in heaven. Whereas those who had faith in the past or who were formerly prepared but no longer were will be cast into eternal destruction in hell along with all other unbelievers. And seen what the details in the parable represent, we see the important truth that Jesus was emphasizing to his disciples. A truth that Jesus himself makes in what he says to the disciples following his parable. Therefore, keep watch, because you do not know the day or the hour. And with this parable, Jesus makes the point that we have no idea when the day is going to be that Jesus is going to return in glory to judge all people. So now is the time to make sure one is prepared for that day. Because it is going to come unexpectedly. And if one is found to be unprepared on that day, then it's already going to be too late. And if Jesus warned his disciples of this truth 2,000 years ago, well, then how much more true to his words ring for us today? We still have no idea when Christ's return is going to be. But what we do know is that it is drawing closer and closer day after day. So now is the time for us to make sure we're prepared for that day. And the amazing thing with this, is that you being prepared for that day actually has nothing to do with anything that you do. Rather, you being prepared for the final day has everything to do with what God has and continues to do for you. I mean, do you see how God has already prepared you for the day of Christ's return through his means of grace? Through the waters of your baptism, through your continued hearing of God's word, and as you receive the Lord's Supper as you will this very morning. God himself has planted and created faith in your heart. God himself has washed away all of your sins. And God continues to strengthen your faith, to strengthen your trust in all of his promises, and to strengthen your trust in Christ as your Savior. Do you see how God has and continues to do everything to make sure that you are prepared for the day of Christ's return? And because of this, it maybe seems foolish of us to seemingly waste a week focusing on the verses that are before us this morning. Because we know that if Christ came back today, that each and every one of us would be taken to our eternal home in heaven. But you see, that's the thing. Just because one is found in the faith today doesn't guarantee that one is going to be found in the faith, in the future. I mean, look at what our parable was talking about. All of the bridesmaids were prepared at the very beginning of the parable, but come the end, five of them were no longer prepared and were rejected and cast out of the wedding banquet. And this really highlights the truth we see in other portions of Scripture. The truth that it's possible for believers to fall away from faith. And for those of us who are currently believers, here during this period of time before Christ's return, uh, the reality is that we're going to face all kinds of temptations in our lives that are going to try to tempt us to become lax in our faith and slide into unpreparedness. And these temptations can often start off small and spiral out of control. So now is the time for us to identify these temptations so that we aren't caught off guard. Maybe the temptation starts with you thinking that you're just going to take this one week off from going to church, because after all, what could the harm be in that? But one week can turn into another week this next month, and and that can turn into two weeks the next month, and, and three weeks the month after that, and before you know it, you're suddenly no longer connected to God's word, the very thing that God himself works through to strengthen your faith. Maybe the temptation looks something like this. You tell yourself you're just going to fall into this one sin, this one time, because after all, you have plenty of time to repent of your sins before Christ comes akin. But, but that excuse can very easily be used again and again until this sin becomes the object of your desire. And if that happens, You're either going to eventually be led to hate God for telling you that this sin is wrong. Or you're going to be led to doubt that God could ever love a sinner like you. Because you see just how much this sin has won you over. Whatever the temptations you're going to face will be, they all stem from our sinful natures that are going to continue to be a part of us during this period of time before Christ comes again in judgment. And because of this, now is the time for us to make sure we're prepared. Now is the time for us to recognize that Christ could come back at any moment. Now is the time for us to repent of all of our sins. Now is the time for us to run to the means of grace the very things that God not only works through to prepare us for the day of Christ's return, but also the very things that God works through to silence any doubts that we might have in our minds, wondering what our judgment is going to be on that last day. Because as you're connected to the means of grace, you're going to hear God's promises that He has washed away all of your sins through the work of Christ. As you're connected to the means of grace, you're going to hear God's promises that nothing is going to take you away from the care of His hand because you are one of His elect. And as you're connected to the means of grace, you're going to hear God's promise that when that last day does come, He is going to call you by name and open the door to bring you along with all believers to your eternal home in heaven. Amen. And may the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, guard your hearts and minds through faith in Christ Jesus. Amen.